Welcome to Thrive, a Paychex business podcast where you'll hear timely insights to help you navigate marketplace dynamics and propel your business forward. Here's your host, Gene Marks. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Thrive. My name is Gene Marks. I interview today Terrence Cummings, who is the Vice President of Small Segment and Business Operations at Sage giant software company that makes CRM and accounting software as well. He deals with many small businesses and he's going to be talking to me and to you about how to use technology to keep yourself as productive, to help retain your employees, to keep yourself as profitable as possible in these days of high wages and high costs. So join us. I think you'll like this conversation. All right, Terrence Cummings, Vice President of Small Segment and Business Operations at Sage. Thank you very much for joining me today. Hey, Gene, thanks for being here. Thanks for invite. Love the topic. Excited to talk about it. Yeah, we're going to talk a lot about small businesses. And you're talking from Atlanta or or nearby Atlanta, correct? So I always get nervous when I talk to people from Atlanta because I was always a Walking Dead fan. And I always think that people are (laughs) infected in unnaturally ways down there. (laughs) Yeah, you see them filming around. Yeah, do you see them filming around you ever? You know, it's so funny you interested ask me that, Gene, because I was just talking. They said that uh, Georgia now is the number two market for movies outside of L.A. And I was just saying to someone, I've never seen them making a movie anywhere in Georgia. At least I wasn't aware that they were. And I just thought that was very odd. Yeah, it is funny. I mean, who knows where they're picking? And it's probably not downtown. Um, and in Philly, yeah. where I live, they do filming in town and like Shamalian. Uh, films the uh, his show called Servant, which is like an Apple TV. It's on Apple TV, and he films it like a block from where yep. I live. And like we, the, everybody dreads it when they're filming because he can't get parking and everything is all you know. It's just you know, as fun as it is to watch them, it's it's kind of disruptive. Anyway, another conversation for another day. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about yeah. Sage, and let's talk about your small business customers. So first of all, Terrence, um, You've been with Sage. We're going to talk about Sage in a minute, but you've been with Sage for 14 years. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Yeah, so I've been here for 14 years. And, uh, you know, I was new to, um, at the time, what was called software, um, you know, and I, my background had been in the financial services industry. And so around 2008, when the market was really hit hard, I made a decision to, to get out of the, out of the mortgage business. Um, and I wanted to try something I felt was a little bit more recession proof. Um, and so I started discussions with Sage and really liked, you know, everything about the organization. And, and um, you know, just the last 14 years has been an amazing ride, tremendous opportunity, worked with some some great people um, and have just seen the business grown. And, and I've been in so many different roles, Gene, as you can imagine, over the 14 years that it's really helped me get a really good understanding of our customers, of their needs, um, sort of the things that keep them up at night, et cetera. And so it's been it's been really good and it's been amazing to see how Sage has transformed the way we do business to help customers transform the way they need to do business. How did you how did you wind up, you know, dealing with with small businesses? You know, I I mean you come from sort of a financial services background. I would have thought Sage would have had you focusing on that, you know, on that industry. No, you know, I, I, for me, it was so similar to being in B2C, which is where I was before in the financial side, because small businesses are like people that you just know, they're like the people that live next door to you, right? And so there was that relatability 
um, to, although they are businesses, the engagement, the way you talk with them, the way you interact with them is more like B2C. Um, and so I think that was just a natural transition for me to be able to, to relate to them. And I think the financial background obviously helped um, just being able to talk with them and understand their businesses and things they're trying to solve for. Yeah, it's always fascinated me with Sage as well. Like I've, I mean, I've known, I've been a fan of Sage for, I can't even tell you how long. I mean, Sage bought, uh, they started with, I don't even, it's got to be before your time, was Mass90 was the accounting application. Yep. And there was Peachtree and there were other acquisitions, brought it all together. Yep. Um, I remember I've, I've visited and spoken at a number of your, you know, of your annual, you know, conferences for your customers. Um, it is, yep. it's a, and it's a company that, and I bet you people at Sage would not, you know, bristle when they hear this, but it, it, it flies below the radar a little bit. Like, you know, when you talk about like accounting software, you know, there are like the QuickBooks, the Intuits, you know, they get like the attention. But Sage has an enormous customer base. It is, it is popular among small and mid-sized as well as larger enterprises. It goes across all different industries, you know, and, and, the, and then it also has applications. I mean, like Sage's CRM applications, which my company does a lot of, very highly regarded, standalone. That doesn't necessarily, I mean, what's it like working at a company that, that covers so much technology? Yeah, it's, it's such a great question, Gene. And, and when I think about, you know, we have, 866 million pounds in revenue uh, that we, you know, that we are responsible for. Millions of customers globally. We do $10 billion in invoices a year. We do pay 20 million employees a year. Um, as you said, we, we touch the gamut. And I think the thing about us is that we're just so conservative. Um, and I would almost say a humble organization because Although we're large, you know, we have 11,000 colleagues globally. As you mentioned, we've grown through acquisition. And so we're very much like a small company, right? Because we've just added, added, added more businesses, acquired. Um, and so you get that small business feel, but we want to be behind the scenes. We want to focus on our customers. We want to focus on our community. We want to focus on our shareholders, our colleagues. That's where we want to spend our time and, 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 and money and dollars is really um, making sure that the people who are the the importance behind the business are getting what they need. Good, you know. And as part of your job, you 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 speak to and you deal with a lot of small and mid sized companies um, across the U.S. So you know, twenty you know, and you look, you've been there like you said for fourteen years. So it's like every other year, there's different challenges, you know. But this year, you know, talk to me about the challenges that that you're seeing out there. I'm assuming it's Labor, 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 supply chain, supply chain, inflation. You nailed them. I, you know, those are the three things right now that are top of mind um, for small business owners. You know, when you talk about, number one, coming out of a pandemic for two years, I mean, that was just very, you know, very trying for small and medium business owners. But then you face the supply chain issues, which means they can't get what they need to run their business. And so... Because of that, it creates cost issues, right? Inflation kicks in, cost of doing business, margins become tighter, um, you know, not even to mention the great resignation. Um, and so they're struggling to find talent. They're struggling to keep talent. And what it's meaning for them is they're having to adjust the way they do businesses. They're having to adjust where they spend dollars. And unfortunately, um, marketing is one of the places that's hit hard. They don't have the dollars to, to market 
many of them, such as retailers, are having to adjust their hours. I'm sure you've experienced, I go into restaurants and they're only able to fill half of the restaurant because they don't have enough cooks. They don't have enough waiters and waiters and waitresses. Um, and, and they're having to pay their people more. I think I read, you know, earlier this year, January was the first time in over a decade that so many employers had to pay their employees significantly more money. Um, and so that makes it tougher to deal with. But then when you factor in, as you mentioned, the inflation, now the cost of doing business because the ability to get loans is much more expensive, right? And so what we're seeing is, is that a lot of these companies are either having to lay off people, um, they're having to downsize you know, their, their facilities, their brick and mortar, because they just don't have the, the means to continue to sort of pay for that. You know, the 61 percent of businesses said that supply chain is disrupting them. Um, 63 percent said they had to alter their supply chain and how to do businesses. Many of them have had to stop selling products that they have been selling it because they can't keep it in stock. Uh, consumer demand is up 20 percent, which is great, but they can't keep up with the changing with the demand. Um, and so it's really starting to affect their business, their ability to run their business. Um, and their ability to be profitable. And so that's really what, you know, a lot of them are really concerned with, and that's what they're struggling with. And, and you know, the interesting thing about it, Gene, is that stuff's not just affecting small businesses. It, it's affecting everyone, you know? And so the difference is that small business owners don't have the means to sort of, to sort of survive and keep themselves afloat during that time. Good times. Good times. Everybody's... Uh... Really enjoying these things. Um, you know, okay, so these are the challenges that we have. You work for a technology company. Um, if I was working for a technology, if I had your job and I, you know, my audience, my, my, my community are small business owners and you just identify what the issues are, you know, labor, inflation and supply chain, I would be like, hey, man, you need to invest in, in Sage products and other technologies because they're going to help you. You know, they're, they're, you know, you'll mitigate these issues. And by the way, Terrence, I'm seeing this all over the country. I mean, I'm seeing with my clients, I'm seeing with my readers, people, the, the invest, and I've got specific things I can say, but I mean, I, I see a lot of robotics on the manufacturing floor of small companies, you know, because it's become less expensive. I see a lot of automation internally. So let's, let's give our audience some ideas. Okay. So let's talk about labor first. Okay. Again, feel free. You want to you want to pitch Sage? That's great. You know, you want to mention other technologies? That's fine. But like, all right, you just said labor costs have, have gone up. It is hard to find employees, retain employees. You know, you know, let alone you know, pay them competitively. You know, against big companies that are trying to do the same. So help me. What 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 technologies? What Sage products? What what should I be doing that could help me cut my costs of labors or make people more productive? Um, that, you know, I'm willing to make that investment if I can see that return on investment. Give me some ideas. Yeah, I think the biggest thing you said, Gene, was the AI machine learning robotics. I mean, that has really been um, something that has really helped organizations, one, from a customer service and customer experience perspective, because they don't have the, the labor. One of the things that they've been really struggling with is the customer experience aspect of it because they don't have the resources. And so what the AI is enabling them is to be able to really look at customer behavior and understand how customers are engaging with them, you know, whether they visit their, <clears throat> you know, their website 
or things that they're doing within the products that they have themselves and how can they more quickly react um, to customer need and customer demand, almost be more predictive in what they're doing. So AI and robotics are big ones. The other thing that is another big one, and, and you mentioned this earlier, is the use of CRM. So we're really starting to see that CRM usage um, increase. And it's it's from two perspectives. One, it's managing their own internal customers, but it's also, you know, in certain manufacturing businesses, it's also managing their, their actual um, equipment and supplies and making sure that they understand, you know, as they have projects they're working on, do they have enough material in-house? You know, those are things that once before were managed on spreadsheets or someone just had a number or idea in their head. And so, what the biggest thing is when you, you know, we do have a SAGE CRM as an example, you mentioned using it, um, that we're really starting to see customers inquire about that more. Um, the one thing that's been very interesting is, you know, customers are really now more than ever looking for more thought leadership because many of us, large companies and small, we're navigating unknown times. And so people are trying to figure out how do we stay afloat? What do we do? What are other people doing? Um, and that's where Sage comes in to make sure that we keep you above what the competitors are doing to make sure that you are aware uh, we, we are launching a new product or new program called a Sage membership, where we will be doing things like podcasts like this, but also connecting our customers with other businesses and providing them with information around here's what everyone's dealing with right now that are in businesses like yours, whether it be a specific SIC um, or just starting a business. And here are the things that they're thinking about. And it's not necessarily about Sage specific products, but in general, what are small businesses? So, you know, th those are the things that, that I'm seeing and hearing a lot of our, our customers looking at in terms of intelligence or, or, you know, just different things that they can do to, from a software perspective to help them manage during this. So there's AI, there's workflow, there's robotics, there's, um, you know, obviously you're getting involved with peers and with, with brands like Sage, for example, to get some thought leadership and get, you know, get ideas, you know, that, that might be outside of the box or outside of your perspective. That's, uh, that, that, that is great stuff. Um, that, you, and you mentioned CRM as well. I mean, you know, it, not only the analytics part of, of measuring your customers, but CRM applicators, we sell a few um, in my business. They, um, you know, they, they cut labor time. You know, I mean, like, you know, you have it set up the right way. People visit your, your website for a chat. They can ask questions. There could be bots that you set up that we automatically respond to these questions, automatically send information without having a human being involved. Uh, we have other clients that set up their website so that when somebody goes and asks for information, it comes right into their CRM system, like Save CRM, automatically sends them the information, schedules a follow-up, makes sure, right? That's all like stuff that... Um, you know, I mean, just a few years ago, you would need people to be doing this stuff. And in 2022, we can't even find the people, let enough pay them enough, you know. And so you got to leverage these types of platforms to do some of that work, you know, because your people aren't around to do them. Does that make sense? No, it makes complete sense. And I think the other one that's, although it's been around for a while, is the whole idea of cloud computing. Um, you know, because now one of the things we've seen from our customers and we saw it beginning during the pandemic was this ability to have now accessibility because it was never something that people were concerned with before, because we always went into an office, we logged into our computer and we worked. Um, we've seen an increase in people wanting 
uh, what we refer to as our Sage Drive, which allows them to remote access into their product. Um, you know, we've seen a lot more requests around people wanting to move their their businesses into the cloud. And where we're seeing it the most is in as we bring in uh, one industry, I'm really seeing or one specific role, I'm really seeing a change in how they're managing their business is the CFO role. So traditionally, finance teams were always just providing data, right? This is the numbers. Here's what we have to grow to. Here's what our expenses are. Finance companies or financial roles are now changing where they are providing more insight to businesses, right? They're being able to now tell businesses where they need to be focusing, where they need to be spending money, um, which is different. And so what we're finding is, is that that role and the type of characteristics or qualifications in that role are changing. And what they're noticing in that industry is that 70% of people are more happy, actually, um, because they are able to now do something and add value. But back to the cloud computing and our customers is we're having more people now that want to talk about storing their files in the cloud and, and, you know, internet connected devices you know, the use of tablets, people are now wanting more software they can use on their tablet, not necessarily laptop or their phone. So behaviors are certainly changing. And I think cloud computing is another technology that's emerging that people will start to leverage more. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it, it amazes me that some we still have some clients that are still living old school, like they have networks in their company. I mean, it's a, they're, they're tough to change, you know, and um, when you have stuff on the cloud, not only does everybody have access to it wherever they are, from any device that they are, they get real-time information. Um, it's backed up. It's it's mostly secure, uh, well, as secure as you know as as you can you you can get it. Um, and it makes a big thing. You know, the other thing also when you talk about we're talking about automation as well with with our clients is because um, I know Sage provides us. You know, like I'm you haven't figured out by looking at me already, Terrence. I'm a CPA, so just no no, no big spoiler alert there. Okay. Um, so we have with our clients, you know, a lot of people say like they want more information or they, you know, they're, they're waiting for reports. And I don't know, like our smartest clients, they invest in analytics, you know, in metrics. You are, a, you know, a good example at Sage because, you know, Sage offers reporting products that can be standalone that will report out of any of your systems and deliver those reports automatically to any device. So instead of like the CFO or the CEO or the business owner waiting to get that report at the end of the month, they can call it up whenever they want because they've set it up to get their reports from whatever their device. All of this stuff though takes, you know, it takes resources, you know? And and I get it. I mean, I have 10 people in my company and we're all cheapskates when we run a business, you know? But we need to invest in people, right? And I'm just kind of curious, like, one of the things that sets Sage apart, I think, from a lot of other companies is you guys have a very strong partner channel. And I and yet I feel like your, you're not alone. It's the same thing with Microsoft. It's the same thing with other companies. I feel like your partners are underused. You know, like you've got people that really specialize in this stuff. And a lot of customers don't, because they're probably not using all of the capabilities. They're definitely not using all the capabilities of what Sage products provide. So talk to me, give us a pitch. Like if you, and again, you can, you can, you can, you know, assume that the people either listening to this conversation are either Sage users or they're users of one of your competitors, whatever. Okay. Talk to us about how important your partner channel is and what they can do to help a business operate better and more effectively in these days. Yeah. 
No, you're, you're spot on, Gene. I mean, I, our partner channel is definitely one of the major lifelines to our business. We see it more in our medium segment, uh, not as much in our small segment, but you're right. One data point that we know is that our Sage 50 product, which is our small accounting product, customers on average use 20% of the product, 20%. And, you know, the, the, the interesting thing about it is that, you know, many times, and you mentioned this earlier, people buy something with the intention of using it for something specifically, and they don't really explore everything that's available to them because they have other solutions or other things they're going to solve for. I use the analogy all the time with myself, with my smartphone. I'm probably the person who could go back to a flip phone because I only use my phone for texting and phone calls. Like I just, I don't use it for nearly everything that's available to me. And I'm, I'm up very much like our small business owners, but our partner channel is key because to your point, they have the ability to come in. Number one, they have experience in specific industries that they know well. And so they bring that level of experience um, to not only existing customers, but specifically new customers who are still navigating their way around. But what they're able to do is they're able to come in and customize that product to meet your specific business needs. And there may be things within the product you mentioned, Mass 90, which is now Sage 100. You know, we, we rebranded everything. Um, but they have the ability to come in and take that product and customize it to meet your specific needs. But they also bring a level of insight right to you as a business owner around what it is you're trying to solve for, what keeps you up at night. Um, we don't have the reach as an organization to give you that handheld experience, right? There's only so far we can take a relationship. And our partner channel is an extension of that. And that's why it's so critical for us because they represent Sage. And many, many times, Gene, a lot of them don't even know who Sage is. They know who the partner is because that's who they do all their business with and that's who they interact with. So it's a critical part for us and something that I know we wouldn't be successful if we didn't work hand in glove with our partner channel. So, you know, it, it's funny too, uh, when, when I talk about the, the different partners and their skill sets there, I have met some partners that for free, and I know you guys don't tell your partners what to do, it's up to them, but uh, some partners for free will reach out to their clients and say, hey, you know, let me spend a couple hours with you and show you all the things you're not doing with Sage 50 or Sage 100. So, because they know that that can turn into more work for them to help them get that set up. Um, so if you're a user, and again, whether you're a user of Sage or you're a user of any other platform, you should be asking your partners, come on in and show me what I'm not doing with this thing because we want to use it better. And if it's a good partner, you know, they, they, they're not going to fleece you for doing that. They, you know, they see the long-term opportunity, you know? Um, Absolutely. And you as the software, you know, you know, manufacturer as it is, I mean, your goal is to have your clients continue to pay your monthly fees forever. So you you provide those resources to your partners to make those customers happy, correct? Yeah, it's it's that word stickiness, right? The, the more they're using that product, the more that, you know, they are able to really explore what's in it for them creates a greater need for them to use the product to run their business. And, and it's, it's not, you know, we don't want it to be an addiction, but we want it to be that they view our software as, so 
I always say this, you as an accountant understand CPA. No one wants to get up and, and say, oh, I can't wait to get into my software today and, and look at some data and look at some numbers. I mean, people just don't wake up and do that. What we want to do, and you described it perfectly, we want to give you access to what you need to run your business, to make quick, decisive decisions uh, and feel confident in the data that you're getting um, to make those decisions. And, and that's really where people want to spend their time. They want to spend their time driving their business. They want to spend their time where they're passionate and it's not sitting in front of a computer. And so we know that. And so we want to ensure that you're getting everything you need. And like you said, it behooves any customer to make sure they are maximizing that relationship you know, with that partner. Um, the same way you would with your accountant, the same way that you should with, you know, anyone that you do business with, anyone's going to help make your job and life easier. You should be spending time with them. And I wish more customers knew that. Yeah, I wish they did uh, because they would be getting, they've got such an investment and you said it earlier. It's like, you know, you've got your device that could be a flip phone for, you know, um, I do see way too many clients that, that have the same thing, but it's a bigger issue because it's their accounting systems, not their, you know, not their smartphone. They should be making, you know, more use of it. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot here um, and and ask you um, what what comes to your mind. And the question is this, and I'll I'll give my response first to give you some time to think about it. Um, but if like if there's one if there's one thing that you see your small business customers not doing with Sage, you know, that you think that's like you, you feel like just like shaking them, like oh, you should be doing this, you know. My thing has been over the past couple of years, and again. This is not just with Sage, with any of the accounting platforms that are out there. Um, they don't use alerts enough. You know, we have, we have um, it's so simple in Sage 50 and Sage 100 and then and your competitors too. You can set up alerts quite easy where if, uh, you know, if an invoice is about to go overdue from a customer, I don't know, somebody, the sales manager, you know, gets an email about it. Like, hey, this invoice is coming overdue, so you might want to reach out and make sure everything is okay. Or if um, if an order was supposed to ship out on a certain day and it hasn't shipped out, somebody gets an email about it, you know. Or if there's an inventory balance that falls below like a safety level, you know, so that you want to, you know, hey, we're running out of this inventory, somebody needs to order more. Just a simple, simple thing that, you know, it, you know, it keeps you so ahead of the eight ball and I don't see enough of my clients uh, using it. So I'm kind of curious if you've got yeah. your own, you know, see if you can offer one of those up. This one, this one's a no brainer for me. And it's funny, you, you mentioned it earlier already. Mine is that they don't leverage our sage business intelligence. So for me, it's, it's, you know, data is the most important thing you can have as a business owner. And so many of them use the canned reports that, that come with the software, which are helpful. But because businesses have evolved, you know, and, and what was built in that product when we created it many, many years ago, some of those data points aren't relevant as much anymore. And so when we talk to customers about adding Sage Business Intelligence, you know, many of the, oh, I have the reporting I need. I'm good. I have the information I need. And it's just like, you know you're still running your business the way you ran it years ago. And and it's because you don't have new or different information to make different decisions. Great. That is, that is absolutely great. And like we were talking about earlier, I mean, if you spend a little bucks, a few bucks with a, with a, a Sage partner, they can set this stuff up for you. And then you're getting it on your phone or your device whenever you want real time, you know, it's not so. Uh, Terrence Cummins is the Vice President of Small Segment and Business Operations Sage. Terrence, I, 
I could keep talking to you. I have a lot. We're limited on time, but I have, I have more things I want to rant about when it comes to people's underutilization of accounting software. I'd like to have you back sometime and I'll have to talk about it with the people at Paychex also about um, maybe you and, and one or two of your competitors actually just having a friendly conversation about choosing an accounting software for your business and what kind of considerations yeah. you should make. Um, so that would be something to consider in the future. But I want to thank you for joining me. It was a great conversation. I hope uh, hope you enjoyed it as well. No, I have, Gene. Thanks for the invite. And I've been a long time admirer yours from afar. So it was uh, more my pleasure than yours. Uh, well, I appreciate that. Do you have a topic or a guest that you would like to hear on Thrive? Please let us know. Visit payx.me forward slash Thrive Topics and send us your ideas or matters of interest. Also, if your business is looking to simplify your HR, payroll, benefits, or insurance services, see how Paychex can help. Visit the resource hub at paychex.com forward slash works. That's W-O-R-X. Paychex can help manage those complexities while you focus on all the ways you want your business to thrive. I'm your host, Gene Marks, and thanks for joining us. Till next time, take care. This podcast is property of Paychex Incorporated 2022, all rights reserved.